Okay, good afternoon. Good Happy afternoon. Wednesday. Welcome, Cheryl. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. You know, on Wednesdays, we like to tune in with um, entrepreneurs that are winning in their particular industries. And of course, you are the CEO of Luxus Consulting. So just tell everybody about yourself and who you are and what you do. All right. Sounds good. Hey, everybody. Thank y'all so much for joining in. I appreciate y'all. Thank you again, Drinka, for this opportunity to just be a blessing, you know, with my voice. Yes. You know, just a blessing to, you know, the people um, and to everyone listening in now that's live. They will be listening in. Mm -hmm. Well, my name is Cheryl Walker. I am the founder and CEO of Lexus Consulting Firm. And you guys, let me tell you, Starting this firm was not something that I initially wanted to do. I had been working in public administration for, you know, almost 20 years. And so the Lord has spoke to me about, you know, starting a company. And at the time, I didn't have a name or anything like that. It was just an idea. It was a thought. It was a dream. Mm -hmm. I said, okay. I said, well, God, you know, if it's something that you want me to do, then, you know, let's keep the ball rolling, you know. And then he kept speaking to me about it. And then he began to give me ideas. Mm -hmm. And so he spoke to me about Lexus. Hey, I said, Lexus. I said, okay, Lexus consulting firm. I said, okay, so what does Lexus mean? You know, so I began to look it up. Mm -hmm. And Lexus actually is, um, it's actually Latin. Okay. It's actually root Latin. And it actually means the state of satisfaction. Okay. So you know how you can eat a bag of chips, a candy bar, and drink a soda, you might get full, but you're not satisfied. Right? Mm, talk about it. So, yeah, so with Luxus, we're going to bring you that steak and potatoes. You hear me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going to make sure you're good and satisfied. And steak and potatoes. Now, what's going on? What about the vegans? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, the vegans, I got some um, avocado for y'all. <laughs> I got that baby spring mix for you. hear me? I got some Roman tomatoes, baby. And that skinny girl um, poppy seed dressing for you. Come on with it. <laughs> Yes, sure, yes. <laughs> yes. It's vegan for real. So, but yeah, so I started my firm because I wanted to inform people. I wanted to make sure that people had the right kind of information, you know, because that is how you grow. That's how you transform when you have the right kind of information and you have somebody that you can trust to give you information that you're not, you're not, I'm not giving you information to destroy you. I'm giving you information to stretch you. I'm giving you information to grow you, to expand you. So over here, that's what you're going to get expansion. You're going to get growth. Okay. If you come over here and you're growing, then you're going to start thriving. If you come over here and you're thriving, then you're going to flourish. That's the order. Yes, so when you first come here, yes, ma'am. So when you first come in, if you're not too sure and you want to get planted in your purpose and what you want to do, then you will start at the level of growth. And then from the level of growth, you will go to thriving. Then from the level of thriving, then you will go to flourishing. Okay, so before you even got into entrepreneurship, walk me through like what your corporate journey was like. What were you doing before you even thought about or before God gave you the idea to start your consulting firm? What was your background in? So actually, my background was in like public administration, um, uh, office management and things like that, working mm -hmm. in procurement. And I just began to see all these numbers and stuff of how many people, especially the underserved and underrepresented, how they fall behind and they fall in between cracks because information is not made available to them. Mm -hmm. They would, Information is not made readily available as it 
you know, as I begin to study and research as it is to those that are, you know, middle class or upper class or whatever, information was not available to them. And that was a concern that I started to have. I was like, well, you know what? To be honest with you, the only difference between the underserved and underrepresented communities is their ability to, you know, access this information because that's how middle class and upper class get to where they are is through information. <laughs> well, not only that, yes. well, they get it through applying the information that they receive. That's that's key, applying it. I always talk key. about that part because it's so many times that we register for master classes, we come on um, lives with people like ourselves, or we, we're following people that inspire us, but are we applying the information? Like, that's the main part I want a lot of business owners to get, especially with us doing these lives or us doing this podcast. I really want you to apply the information that you're receiving from whomever you're receiving the information from and don't receive so much information from everywhere so then you don't know where to start applying. That is correct. And with um, organization development, consultations, I do those as well. And mm-hmm. what that does is it suggests to individuals and business owners is that you will use self as an instrument of mm-hmm. change. So we always talk about changing the narrative. But first, you have to take a look at yourself. Use yourself as an instrument of change. That way, when you start to work on yourself, then you can change the narrative. And then not only can you change the narrative, but you can also balance the narrative. Because that is what I really want people, if I'm giving you information, I want you to be an agent of change. And I also want you to balance your change. Mm -hmm. Because as a business owner, you want to be able to give unbiased information and a product or service to people because you don't want individuals thinking, okay, you just one-sided or, you know, you just got tunnel vision. You know, no, there's peripheral vision also. So when you are a business owner and you have clients, you want to make sure you're unbiased. You want to make sure that you're aware of your own self. You know, mm-hmm. and therefore you can provide excellent quality service at a satisfactory, you know, level. Okay, so talk to us about that process of providing the service at a satisfactory level because we already know, of course, in business you cannot please everybody. But are you aiming to please your targeted audience? I talked a lot about that last night really in my uh, mentorship program because last night was the day before. the Tomorrow is the actual last night. So, of course, they need to beware of your own self, like April was saying. Beware of your own self. Beware of what your company's mission, vision, values, and brand is standing for. And are you delivering the things that you're saying? Are you putting your business plan? Are you delivering it? Are you over-delivering? Is it quality? What is the experience for your clients? So, let's talk a little bit about that. As a high-performing you know, consultant um, specializing in organization development, one of the key things is ethics. You have got to deal ethically with your clientele. You have got to deal on that level. And the reason being is because if you are a business owner or if you're in public administration or however, you know, if you are there and you have a team you're building with that, you know, your team is building with you, Mm -hmm. you do not want to deal unethically because you're going to detach your team from your vision and your mission. You don't want to do that. So as a business owner, what you will want to strive to do, like you said, be aware of yourself and then work from an ethical standpoint. You know, and one thing that I have found is that a lot of times because 
politics is not regulated, mm-hmm. people tend to look for loopholes and they don't walk their process out. Yes. So dealing ethically is a process that should be first front and center as a business owner. There are two things that I always say. I always say this, and me and my colleagues, we talk about this all the time. You got to realize that your people, your client, or whoever's attracted to you, the people in the communities that we serve, there are two things going on. Mm -hmm. They trust you with their money because you provide services, you provide a product, or have this, you know, your cases. And then number two, they trust you to be their voice. Mm -hmm. So as you are moving forward in ethics, that's why that is so important. Why? Because ethics is also an anchor. Because you see how everything is changing. You've got so many different changes going on. We have the supply and demand issues and different things that are going on, recession talking, yes. the war in Ukraine, and all these things that are going on. You see that you need an anchor. Well, the ethics is going to be your anchor. You forget about loopholes. You're a business owner. Stop even going that route. You need to be focused on a driven strategy that is going to lead you to good success. Because we know all success ain't good success. Mm-hmm. But you want good success because you want to be able to sleep at night. Yes. You want to walk that path of peace. You <laughs> <laughs> so you want to make sure that you're grounded in ethics. Mm-hmm. Don't cast away ethics. Ethics is good for you. It's healthy for your soul. It's healthy for your mind. And people can tell. Because you're going to have the energy. Ethics brings energy with it. That's why we don't need to cast it away. Your confidence has energy. That's why we don't need to cast it away. When you stand strong and tall and you do it ethically, there's energy that comes with it. So for people who don't know what ethics, what ethics is, of course, ethics is doing the right thing when nobody's looking. I just wanted to break that down. I always like to break things down. For people who may not may or may not know um, what we're talking about or the direction that we're going in when we're having a, a conversation. Of course, ethics does bring energy. I do feel as though um, people don't see ethics or put ethics into their business plan as much anymore. You might see like the bigger companies put that as their core values and things of that nature. But the smaller companies don't see ethics as something that they need to implement into their business. This is why we have so many customer service failures because people are looking to make a quick dollar. People are trying to survive with their business money. Um, people are not separating the two, meaning the co-mingling funds. And so now it's like, okay, I had to make this dollar to support my family. It's not even about am I delivering the correct service or not. But I think that more business owners do need to put ethics at the forefront. So can you give us some ways that any business, that, that can apply to any business, how they can put ethics at the forefront of their company? You know, I always say... There is no traffic when you're in your own lane. Mm-hmm. When you're in your own lane, there's no competition. That's good. Like, I don't compete for spots. I am the spot. And so I want people, business owners and individuals to experience that energy at Lux's Consulting Firm. Like, we don't compete for nothing. You are the spot. So with that being said, when you're in your own lane, there's no traffic there. Therefore, that's why I say ethics and peace is so important because when you are at peace with yourself, you are at rest with yourself, you're able to strategize, you're able to come up with ideas, you're able to implement solutions. That is how you can walk the path of, you know, 
dealing ethically with your clients and building that report. Also, let's talk about sustainability really quickly. Mm -hmm. Sustainability is the ability to look into the future, have access to the future of your business without it affecting your present state now, you know. And so I always say sustainability is a two-way street. Me and my colleagues, we talk about this all the time. Sustainability is a two-way street. And what I like to encourage individuals and businesses to do with sustainability is use sustainability as a vehicle, mm -hmm. okay? Think of sustainability in your mind. Think of it as a vehicle. Now, be careful who's driving the vehicle. Why? Because sustainability is going to appear. It's going to port into the future, and it's going to bring you possibilities to your present. Yes. That good? Yes. <laughs> so when you bring back this information and you're going to look at it and deal with it as a theory or a hypothesis, because remember, you're going to test it and you're going to try it. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is how you're going to build a report. This is how you're going to build history for your company, because three to five years later, you can look back and say, oh, you know what? We thought about that three years ago. That didn't work. But let's try it now. Okay. Oh, okay. We didn't implement this strategy. Okay. Let's try it now. Mm -hmm. So sustainability will allow you to go back and forth. That's how you want to look at sustainability. Right. Let it take you back and forth. Let's look into the future. Let's bring some thoughts and ideas into our present. Because remember, you're just peeping. You're just looking, you know, one step at a time. Okay. Then once you do that and you bring it to your present, you and your team can look over it. You know what I'm saying? Your management team, the leadership, HR, y'all look over that. You know, look over some of these thoughts. Write things down. Journaling is so important. That is your best friend, for real. Have your notebook and pen by your bed at night as you get ready to settle down. Write things down. Write these thoughts and ideas down. Bring it to your team. Encourage your team to write. Mm -hmm. Encourage your team to journal because when y'all come together, like I said, you know, people change, situation changes, three to five years down the road change. You can go back and look at your notes and say, hey, you know what? We didn't think about that. Oh, you know what? We didn't have this person then, three years ago, but we got this person now. Right. You know, so you that gives you time to kind of watch your team, watch who's on the team. You know what I'm saying? What skills are they bringing? You know, that's another thing. You want to train people. Leaders train other leaders. I always tell people on my Facebook page. I don't, I don't, I don't take prisoners. I make disciples. So you come over here, you're going to be a disciple. We, and we don't take no prisoners over here. <laughs> None. We make disciples over here because you want to keep that train going. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm here and just like I'm a member of the um, National um, Small Business Association, I'm on their leadership council. Mm -hmm. We talk about this all the time. As a matter of fact, I have a meeting with them um, in 30 minutes. We're going to be meeting. And we talk about how relative it is to provide information. You to be, you want to be a part of this Build Back Better. Mm -hmm. I call it a revolution. You want to be a part of that because you want to provide sustainable information. That's something that nobody can take from you. Your education, your experience, your skills, nobody can take that from yep. you. Your intellectual you property. Absolutely. And so you want to provide that to individuals because guess what times are changing and what can people have with them information something mm -hmm. they could chew on something that they could read on it's think tangible. on that's mm -hmm. what it is you think about that what you're doing you know you're allowing us to go on these podcasts that is giving people information that's giving them something to think about mm -hmm. so when after this broadcast is over you got something on your mind you can think about yep 
And you know what you see us doing it? You know what you say? I can do it too. <laughs> oh, I, somebody gonna represent me? I, I can do it too. All right, so tell us, what are three things that people need to know before even um, hiring a consultant? Is it something that we need to do? Can a consultant be hired at any level? It, can solopreneurs hire consultants? Or do you just only work with larger companies or small, smaller to medium-sized companies with staff? That's a good question. They may be unsure. You know, so we talked about that earlier. So if you're unsure and you really you want to get planted, um, we can provide resources for that. Also, intermediate, that means you've been in business, you know, up to three years and then executive for five years and up. So, yes, um, the three things I think what's most important with people that I tell them is you got to be confident in setting goals. You have got to overcome self-doubt. That will kill your confidence. And it, even if you set a goal, if you don't have the confidence there, Okay, confidence has to lead the way. It has to be in the forefront so that you will be able to mentally now, you got to be able to mentally withstand, you know, failure, success, people liking you, people not following you, no business, mm -hmm. no help. No, you know, I told you, you can get real in these entrepreneurial streets. All, all, all <laughs> the obstacles that you could think of are happening. It so you have to be prepared mentally. You know what I'm saying? And so when I'm you're I'm glad you said that too because a lot of times I tell people it does not start with a business plan. It does not start with an LLC. It does not start with a bank account. It starts in your mindset because so many people, I've seen so many entrepreneurs get into like the struggle stage and it's like, okay, so now this business is not working for me or, or that's the first thought, right? This business is not working for me. I'm not making any money. So I'm about to just go get me a job or I'm about to just start me a different business because this business is just not working for me. And so I tell them it always starts with the mindset. The first thing that you definitely need to do is um, find something that you would do with or without the money coming in because that's going to give you the confidence to stay consistent. That's the first thing. So that's still in your mindset. You're like, okay, I could do this. I'm going to be successful no matter what. Um, I'm going to achieve the goals that I set forth no matter what. I'm not going to stop if I have a bad day. I'm going to stay consistent. I'm going to serve my clients. I'm going to bring forth innovation to my industry no matter what. And that, that all starts in a mindset before you even come up with the idea of how the business is going to grow, how the business is going to look three to five years from now. All of that starts with the mindset before you even come up with a business name. You know, that is so true, and I'm glad you said that because um, I was just talking to um, one of my professors about this, and I told him, I said, you know, you got to think, and I talked to the leadership council about this as well, so I'm going to share this with you guys. Mm -hmm. You got to think about this. When you, especially the African-American community, you cannot come to the African-American community, you know, just like you on a level with, just say, you know, our white counterparts mm -hmm. no you can't when you anybody that goes in the elevator if you're at the basement you don't go from the basement to the 11th floor mm -hmm. you go from the basement to the first floor to the second floor to the third floor so you got all these floors you got to get to before you get to the penthouse right before you get to the 11th floor before you get to the 12th floor right so i tell them they you know people you know they'll they'll try you okay they'll try to 
box you and cap you off. I say, no, you don't have to cap us off. I say, but we do need equal access to information, resources, and tools so that we can, if we do have to start from the basement, we can move up to the first floor. Mm -hmm. We can move up to the second floor. We can move up to the third floor. See, it's levels to this thing. Mm -hmm. See, we talk about building wealth. We talk about establishing generational wealth. It starts from the bottom. When you're coming from the bottom, that's where you got to start at. We, the, most of us haven't come from the 11th floor. The issue the is nobody don't crawl before they walk no more. Everybody wants that microwave success. That's what my pastor usually call it. He wants that overnight microwave success. And sometimes you got to go through the oven. Like you say, you literally have to crawl before you walk. You have to say, okay, so I see somebody that I aspire to be like, or I see a person in my industry that I want to, you know, get to that level of success if that's your desire, right? But we want it overnight. We, we want it to happen in six months. We want it to happen in a year. We want it to happen in one month. We want it to happen in a week. We want to hit those $10,000 days, those $100,000 months, all of that within our first week or month or, or year of business. And it's not always the case for every single business owner. That is true. And, you know, one thing that I pride in as being a leadership council member representing small businesses mm -hmm. is, you know, you know, I am boots on the ground. My feet hit the ground. I'm like, you know, that's why I want to get on lives. I want to do interviews and talk so people can see that, no, this is not just a position for me. This is an actual office. This is an actual job I take very seriously. I make sure that I make true connections organic connections and you know i want to know who you are you know email me y'all send me an email y'all can you know share the flyer or whatever you need to do send me an email because i'm going to dc in september and i want to make sure that i have your name your business name how long you've been in business and you know are you affected by you know supply and demand have you been affected by a so-called you know oncoming recession mm -hmm. you know or are you affected financially you know and we talked about this in our meetings i was like you when i talk to business on some of these people are struggling to pay back some of these loans that they got you know these small business loans or you know different things that are going on some of them are struggling right now so we want to you know boots on the ground be able to help people get back on their feet like you know that's going to be one of my presentations when i go to washington Get us out of this option state. If I started a business, I don't need the option of whether or not I'm going to keep my business because of money. Mm -hmm. No, um, money is currency. So if money is currency, that means money moving. So wait a minute now, where, where are the other streams at so I can connect it to this vine I got going here? You know, I want to be able to connect other currents to the currency that I have going now. You know, don't give me that option to choose whether or not I'm going to keep my business. No, that's not an option because I'm using this to build generational wealth. I want my family out of poverty. I want to see my people educated, being strong, because I know that's one thing you can't take away from me is my education. That degree was not given to me, baby. That degree was earned. You hear me? And so that's what I want to be able to present in Washington is listen. Take this away. I know I'm not my business ain't no option. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't start, you know, from the bottom, from the ground, moving on this up this elevator thing, moving on up as the Jefferson's, you know, they little theme song. <laughs> See, it's no, that's not why I did that. That's not why I in my mind, like I fought to get here. Like this woman, you see this woman here? Cheryl, yo, I'm in love with this woman. So guess what? Uh-uh. Don't give me no option to whether or not we're going to keep Lux's consulting firm. No, but that's not how this here going to work. You know, so my connections, 
You know what I'm saying? I'm bringing people with me. Like, I'm not going there by myself. I'm bringing y'all with me, y'all names, y'all companies. I'm going to be name dropping. <laughs> y'all names going to be in the room <laughs> when I speak with legislators. You see what I'm saying? So, no, don't don't give us that option. You know, what else can we be working on? What other strategies can we implement? Because that's not an option. Okay, we have a live question. The question is, how do you turn followers into customers? You know, to be honest with you, it everything is going to start with you. Everything starts with self-awareness because you're going to start attracting. That's why I talk about them real big on your confidence. And trust me, people, situations, and even life going to come at you. And then what is the number one thing going to attack? Your confidence. So in your mind, you've got to already be like, I'm the spot. Mm-hmm. I ain't, ain't, I'm not competing for no spot. I'm the spot. I'm I'm it. Mm-hmm. She, this is she. I'm it. You know, and that's how you got to see yourself. But it's not being cocky. It's not being arrogant. But if you do not strengthen how you feel about yourself, how you see yourself, that's why I say set you some goals. You know, every day, even if business may be a little slow for you, things may not be going the way you want it to be. Still, you know, get you a, a journal, a calendar, a schedule. Get up every day. You're going to get ready. You're going to get yourself presentable. If you want to do some reels, do some reels. If you're going to go live, go live. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to go to the grocery store, you're going to meet people, then you do what you got to do. But don't just sit back because things are not looking like you want it to 